of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I am your host, Brian Wilder. We have Kelsey Shalou in the West Coast studio. How you doing, Kelsey? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Um, and we kind of have a full house today. Uh, a couple of interns uh, that we uh, we plucked from their, their cubicles this afternoon. Um, we have Chris and Frankie and Valen. So uh, say hi to the listeners out there, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie is so enthused. <laughs> oh, man. And so on um, today's episode, we are going to be, it's a, it's it's kind of the intern episode, right? Um, we did the, the, something similar to this last uh, semester, and I think it's a really good opportunity to kind of gain some some valuable insight on what the next generation is, is doing and what they want to see out of the industry and really just kind of get some good, good, good points on how we can make our jobs better and, and make your experiences better for you and future interns. So uh, I guess to kind of jump into it, like. What are some of the, 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 the current topics that you guys are being taught in schools? It's been a while since I've been in college. So I just, I'm curious, I'm always curious as to what the, what institutions are really kind of teaching people about the advertising industry. Well, I'm a marketing major at UCF. Right. And a lot of the classes in the marketing major are more sales focused. And there's a lot more analytics and data driven. Right. Than, uh, some like the ad PR major like Val does. Yeah, so as an APR major, I would say that my side is a little bit more of like the creative end, mm-hmm. a little bit more of a creative focus. Mm-hmm. I would say that the biggest thing that I would say is what you're learning as a general topic is that the advertising industry is changing a lot right now. Sure. There's a huge focus or coming to focus on digital. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big thing that they're pushing, like SEO, digital advertising, learn those types of skills. Finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what they all say. Um, <laughs> so I think that that's probably something that it's just come with like the more recent generations that are starting to enter the advertising field is that new focus on uh, the changing advertising world. Right, right. Yeah. And Frankie, would you agree with that? Uh, I'm a marketing major as okay, well. Okay. And I feel like it tends to be more formulaic. Mm. So it's, you know what I mean? Learning like acronyms and how to do a strategy Interesting. that way versus more of a creative look at something like a subject like that. See, and that sounds a little old school to me. It does, but, but I, okay. yeah, I guess I would say it's it's very old school, but, you know, in survey research and things like that. So it's kind of showing you how to collect data and look at data rather than make something with the data. Necessarily. So almost like research methods. More so, yeah, hmm. I would say. We do have a digital media marketing class, though. So we do get to, like, create websites and um, learn how to, a little bit of SEO and stuff like that. Right. Very minor. So, very minor. But it, it's okay. a very kind of surface level look at it. Okay. Yeah, I think one of the big differences between the majors is like when I've noticed in meetings that we have and stuff, like if there's like a SWOT, like a SWOT analysis, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. you guys are always like shaking your head. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All we talk <laughs> yeah. about is SWOT. Yeah. You guys are super yeah. familiar with that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And that and that's 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 so interesting because you usually tend to see those in like branding, like a lot of branding meetings, um, a lot of it in like initial kind of like first touch meetings with brands and companies. Yeah. And so it's yeah, I'm, I'm always interested to see what is at the forefront. Because when I was in when I was in school many many eons ago. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the emphasis was on social media and social media was kind of like still fairly new about 2006, 2007. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people were kind of like pushing their, their, their stuff um, in those classes that were coming out during that time. 
I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but so far it's just Twitter. Everything's about Twitter. Really? Yeah, that, that's what I've experienced. A lot of Twitter, huh. and then anything with influencers. So like yeah. YouTube influencers, yeah. Twitch streamer influencers, all that type of stuff. Right. Is like super relevant in the discussion yeah. now, and I'm not sure. I feel like that's probably something that's happened in like the last couple years, as you've seen like streaming become super popular. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I can. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Because um, we've had conversations in in house about like tapping twitch streamers mm -hmm. and, and and things of like that because i think a lot of that a lot of those mediums have been become so democratized mm -hmm. that anybody can kind of sign up and kind of do their own thing and build their own market or build their own audience and, and really make a name for themselves across multiple mediums okay. so i mean yeah that's i wonder if there are any classes out there that, are, that people are teaching about you know about becoming influencers it'd be interesting that would see. be interesting yeah personal Ooh. branding yeah, yeah, yeah. i guess per yeah would personal branding would definitely roll into that yeah. yeah for sure Kelsey, was that kind of like a, the, a similar experience that you had coming through college? Yeah, or? yeah I def that definitely sounds pretty right on the mark is for me. And I graduated from UCF last year right. um, also as an ad PR major. So I don't think that they've changed curriculum probably too drastically in just that span of time. But, um, you know, Brian, you said that there was a heavy focus on social mm -hmm. when you were in school. And um, I don't think that there was a heavy emphasis on social when, you know, in at UCF classes. Right. I think they talk about social and they talk about social being important. Um, but while simultaneously, you know, working at Evoke and really kind of digging into the dirt of this is how social runs, mm -hmm. they weren't very compatible. What I was doing in the actual industry versus what I was getting told from a slideshow or something like that, they didn't really touch that closely. And... You know, I think in, in the capstone classes and when you're really working on full term, long term campaigns, trying right. to make it as realistic as possible, I felt um, I felt like I had a, a kind of a one up based on my small knowledge of what is going on in social because of my internship and my real life experience. So I think that social is discussed and talked about, but I don't think that there are people that are, you know, social media managers or that have real agency experience mm -hmm. working in social teaching kids, hey, this is how this is how Facebook marketplace is set up and this is how buying ad space works online as opposed to, you know, outdoor. Right. Um and I think that as I don't know if it's a case of, oh, well, they're kids, they know how social works. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, or that's if it's my, like, they'll figure it out, which is yeah. definitely part of it. Right. I definitely think that's part of it, but that's not, I don't think that that's not really how social just works. There's a lot of, you know, even current me who is, you know, working in social now still learns new stuff every day and right. how to actually set up a marketplace ad as best as you can. And like those kind of strategies, I think, should be taught in class, whether you're interested in going into social media or not going into social media. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the challenges that uh, we're hit with either in agencies or even a kid who, you know, a student who's talking to the professor is um, – Sometimes the other side of the table or the person on the other side of the table doesn't know how social works. They just think it's pretty pictures or something like that, <laughs> which a lot of it is. Um, but I think that we, you run into challenges of uh, people who may not have gotten the social media 101 download to kind of understand how it works. And I think if we had, um, you know, people teaching that to students and to graduates, um, that knowledge would be flushed out even more. So whether you were working to go into accounting or something else, you would still just know how social runs and works. And I, I think that that would potentially help you um, in whatever situation you found yourself in. So that's that's my that's my take on it. I think that it's talked about, but not really, not really um, 
I guess it's just surface level. I think right. that it could go a little bit deeper and it would be really beneficial. I, I'm starting to feel that social, what they teach in schools, is a little outdated. I mean, I'm not working in social, mm-hmm. not, it's not my department, but... No, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I have not heard the word Hootsuite thrown around ever. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, my, my main social classes that I'm taking right now are getting are for Hootsuite certification. Mm. And that seems like kind of an outdated model. I mean, you would know better than I would, but... Well, I mean, it's funny. I prefer Hootsuite over most, over most of the software that, that, that comes out. I, I I like Falcon, too. Falcon's pretty dope. We've had, had a chance to try it out. But, um, yeah, Hootsuite was pretty much where I kind of cut my teeth with social um, and like and content management and creation. So Oh, so it is still relevant. Yeah, but, it's yeah. Definitely, okay. you know, definitely still relevant. It's probably one of the better, more functional um, options out there so I can understand why they're putting an emphasis on but it is interesting that they're they're doing um, certifications like they're yeah they're, they're pushing it, the like, idea of certification. that is my midterm grade wow that's pretty yeah. awesome Just getting hootsuite certified, getting certified. Huh. see I like that I, I like something that we yeah. definitely missed it's out practical on. It's right practical yeah. right that's something that can kind of definitely help you build a, a better stronger skill set once you mm-hmm. kind of go out into the the world and start looking for entry-level positions so yeah that's 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 good to hear that's very good to hear um, I wanted to kind of shift to the shift gears a little bit, but still kind of talking about the current climate. Um, so you guys have been, uh, interning with us and I'm sure you probably have had internships elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so based on what you've experienced so far through all the interning that you've done, um, and what you were kind of taught what you've been taught in school so far, like are there any kind of things like experiences that have some similarities or, or even things that have kind of like surprised you like, Oh, I, totally did not expect that to be a part of agency life um well before i was a marketing major i was an accounting major okay and so that i felt like the experience in my class transferred really well to my internships right. it was like very black and white right but switching over to marketing i felt like i wasn't really able to bring much to the table hmm. when i came to internships it was more so like i would have to just learn a new technology and then be able to use it in my internship okay yeah, I would actually say the greatest transfer I've had that has transcended all of my internships in school is writing. That's the only thing that I've clearly needed. Um, yeah. Right. That's, yeah, I yeah. would say that that's a blanket. That's kind of a blanket skill that you need yeah. to acquire from yeah. most industries. Yeah, for sure. And I, I did not expect this particular industry to have as much universal writing as it does mm-hmm. where everything you're using that skill. Right. Um, that was something that I was, I, I came from like a production background where right. I did not write very often. Right. So. That was kind of, it was cool for me. It was like a big change of pace. I kind of, I liked it, so. Okay, okay. Well, Chris, what about you? Yeah, and so going into my first in- internship, I didn't really, you know, know anything. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on my fourth, so I come in here and I already have some knowledge and I'm able to build off that. But, um, you know, going into classes and whatnot, you're not really taking a lot of knowledge into an internship. Right. Yeah. Well, I would argue that there are people who've been in this industry for decades and still don't know anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> there, you've still got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, um, we, I know we've talked about this in the past, just like, you know, the any kind of like culture shocks that we may have experienced. Um, I know for me, I was originally a journalist, so I knew little to nothing about how advertising worked. I mean, I, I, I kind of understood the certain fundamentals because there are certain things, there are certain parallels you can draw between uh, writing and publishing as well as marketing and advertising. Um, so it's really kind of just how you navigate from, you know, one vertical to the next. But um, I think one thing that kind of caught me off guard most was 
uh, when I was writing, like it was all about the byline, right? It was all about making sure that you, you're pounding the pavement, you grab the story first, you got the scoop, the exclusive, whatever. And you know, your byline was right there under mm-hmm. all this awesome copy and you had a headline, you could put it on your fridge and tell your parents, <laughs> it was awesome. And it, the thing that kind of threw me for a loop is when I moved into marketing and advertising, there was a much, much more collaborative kind of uh, environment to where even though you might have the best idea or the best implementation of something, it kind of gets rolled into the the team effort or the mm-hmm. agency effort, right? And so, yeah, the, yeah you, you kind of lose a little bit of that glory that you get so used to and, and you you know, you maybe don't have as many bylines attached mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to your resume. But, but Kelsey, was there anything that kind of like kind of struck you when you moved from when you moved from what you were taught in school versus experiencing agency life, you know, you know, in, in, in person? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the, it the whole I didn't really know anything <laughs> before I was coming into Evoke. Evoke was my first and only internship in, in during my time in college because okay. I took a little bit of a right. different route, um, you know, taking a semester off and going abroad. So by the time that I was entering my first internship, everybody else that was in my classes and that I was sitting next to were like, yeah, it's like my fifth internship. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, and so honestly, the whole everything, I know that's kind of a lame answer, but to be honest, it's just the truth. I think how everything, um, I I guess just everything from production to learning how social works. I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything about how social strategy worked. Um, and I, and I totally get what you're saying, Brian. It's less about, okay, I'm going to do this one thing and then it's going to happen. It's going to be great. It's like, I'm going to do this one thing and then I'm going to hopefully get this other person involved and they got to get another person involved. And, um, you know, that team kind of collaboration, which I think you see in school a lot. Um, which, and it's, you know, I think that part is very transferable, but, um, Yeah, honestly, everything was just kind of eye opening to me. And the other piece, I think I would say it was less about what I was learning, um, like technically on the job and a lot about what I was learning about myself as a worker Mm -hmm. um, or as a thinker, you know. So I think it was a lot of like personal shocks. But I guess I don't really have a super dialed in answer for that because the whole experience was kind of the first um, the first for me. So it was um yeah, it was all very kind of different and shocking. And I think when you in school, you're focusing on this really big picture mm-hmm. advertising. And honestly, like the whole time that I think that I was really in the juice of my classes, I also felt like it was outdated. I felt like I was, you know, it was more Mad Men styled, like learning about advertising than how we're actually telling stories in advertising. Okay, so so, so, that, so let me stop. You, so let me stop you right that. there. Now I'm curious. I want to bring this back up to everybody. Now, sure. Now, now, Mad Men is like the, the the ubiquitous kind of example that a lot of people who don't know who know nothing about advertising, like picture advertising, to be. Yeah. Was that something that mm-hmm. you guys kind of like assumed going into your education? It's I, my favorite show. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. As a kid, I watched Mad Men, and I it was like, you know, you have a dream of being a kid. Like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean as a kid? <laughs> Mad Men I didn't come out I was in ago. maybe late middle school, okay. I think. Oh, um, Lord. <laughs> so it was like, you know, you have those, like, ideal positions, like magician, right. Mad Men. Like, I wanted to be a Mad <laughs> Man. I want to be an Ad Man so bad. Yeah, and so huh. then, you know, you go to high school, and you're like, okay, I have to pick something realistic, because I thought that was so out the window right and then i got to that point where i was like i want to do something i like right and i realized that that's actually a possibility so did you think you were mm-hmm. like a peggy or who i was really who was no i don't like peggy but i wanted really? i wanted her job okay right okay, okay. but you i didn't like, like her, her character. yeah gotcha. i was like i can be her though <laughs> okay yeah 
I did think that the environment that I was going to be going into was going to be a more cutthroat, like more chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder yeah. right. kind okay. of attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's actually was a culture shock for me too because everyone is super team orientated, right? Um, which is awesome. Like I kind of came in with a chip on my shoulder being like, I might have to like prove myself and like <laughs> stuff up. But um, that really hasn't been how it is. You know, everyone's willing to help you. They want you to grow. Right. And I've never seen Mad Men personally. Okay. But I did like kind of get the attitude. Everyone says I should watch it. I guess mm-hmm. I have to watch it. I mean, I think you should, you should definitely watch it to kind of like have a basis for comparison at yeah. the very least. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's interesting because that, that's very similar to how I kind of got into the industry thinking like, you know, I got to knock this person out. There can only be one. It's like, it's me versus you kind of thing. But at the end of the day, regardless of what agency you hail from, uh, your the the end goal is all the same, right? Like it's you're you're all you're all kind of vying for like the same slice of the pie, you know, an opportunity to kind of represent a brand or or, or a company, you know, and and give them the 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 front the client facing or the business facing, you know, kind of persona that they need in order to be the most successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it kind of boils down to. And thing I think once you once you realize that, like that whole and there there is a little bit of that cutthroat in this, depending on like if you're trying to climb any kind of you know corporate ladders or anything like that. That, but I think yes, it, it's more of a like a team oriented kind of uh, feel, and I think that's that kind of helps people who might have this very warped sense of how the advertising world works. I mean, it did work like that at one point, um, but it has definitely changed dramatically since the the Don, the Don Draper days. Yeah, um, but um, going back, uh, going back to what we were we were talking about in the beginning of just like. Uh, teaching what you got taught versus what you know you experienced i would kelsey you you had kind of touched on it uh, the idea of like learning the bigger picture in school i would argue though that in school you're 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 more so taught certain technical skills and then once you get into an internship or even like an entry-level position that's your opportunity to kind of take those skills and apply them to the the overall process Mm -hmm. i agree okay yeah i i would say that uh, in my experience i've personally been taught what the professors did in their industry and right. what they thought was helpful to them. Yeah. Right. And then, so you learn what they think is going to you know, be impactful to you. Right. And then you get on the job site and that might not actually be the case mm. or it is the case and you get to apply it to something, um, you know, because they're professionals from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Exactly. That have experiences that they think are valuable to you. And a lot of times they are, yeah. um, but not all, sometimes I think that they're outdated and I think that they, they but honestly, it's kind of hard for, you know, classes to stay relevant because the marketing world's constantly changing. Right. So if you're just trying to keep up with it, you're going to be constantly just behind. So I think just learning basic techniques, that is important and helps people when they go into internships and then into jobs. Right. Cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, so kind of switching gears here, we always want to try to keep one eye uh, like towards the future when it comes to the industry. And so I kind of wa- I wanted to pick y'all's brains on... Uh, just what are kind of some things that you you would like to see the industry work towards improving? Because I, I I never think that the, you know the industry is a, a perfect the advertising industry is a perfect industry by any means. So I'm always curious like what what are some things that you've experienced so far that you're like mm, it could be better if we did it this way or that way. This is very general, but <laughs> esports involvement ah. I think that's an untapped field. Okay, it's growing a lot. It's growing. Yeah, and. Um, I, I'm like born of that generation, so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I have a little bit of a bias to this. Right. But it's something that like has so much potential behind it. For sure. And it doesn't seem like people are talking about it that often. Um, and maybe that maybe they are. And I just don't know about mm-hmm. it. But it is something that I feel like 
could change a lot uh, because there's so many influences in that field. There's so many right. people with discrete power and things like that that are behind esports. Right. That's actually right because I was thinking off the top of my head, I was like, oh, of course, everybody talks about that. But that's just my house. Me and my friends talk about that. Right. I don't go out in the world and hear that. Yeah. Like in general. So that's very true, and that's something super relevant now, especially with Twitch and everything. Yeah. You know, you're seeing Twitch streamers make like a million dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's and crazy. Yeah, that guy has a lot of influence. Yeah. yeah. And I know that advertising to children becomes like a big complicated mess, but you know, there's a lot of children who really, really have trust in these influencers. Right. Yeah. That's a. Because children are on the internet and they're on social media, and we should be learning about that in school. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> But you do run into a couple of ethical kind of issues. Yeah. You're, oh, you're yeah. studying Definitely. children's behaviors and how you know, <laughs> children's behaviors versus like their purchasing power and their, their consumer powers. So. You always want to be ethical. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Right. Um, anything else? Like any any other? Well, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where voice technology goes. Okay. And voice search because, I mean, that changes everything. Like companies spend so much time trying to optimize for ranking higher on Google. Mm -hmm. But now, if you say, hey, Alexa, order me a pizza, how do you rank for that? <laughs> it's a very uh, kind of interesting area. Yeah. yeah. In that same vein, augmented reality, for mm -hmm. me personally, I hope to see the future move towards augmented reality. I think that would be so cool. And to think like you could be wearing glasses and there's no more billboards. It's just augmented reality spaces that have advertisings on them. That would mm. be like, I mean, that's like super mm. introspective future, but that would be very, Interesting to see if that's like the how outdoor advertising is going right. to look in the future. Now, Frankie, yeah. you kind of tensed up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you like said, that. No more billboards. <laughs> yeah, I love like print and old school uh -huh. you know, Mad Men. So. Well, it would still exist, right? But <laughs> yeah. maybe in a yeah. maybe in a just a different kind of setting because that's that's always been a point of contention in um, our our discussions in the past. Is like where you know when is there ever going to be that shift from like to all digital? You know, yeah. what I mean? like, is there ever going to be a time where, you know, the idea of out of home is not a billboard, but something far more, you know, interactive like augmented reality, being able to take a tablet and hold it up to a, a city block and learn six, 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 seven different things about yeah. what's going on in this area versus, you know, your, your standalone uh, billboard. So it's always interesting to see that. Uh, Kelsey, did you have any... Uh, Anything that you would, I, 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 we, we talk back and forth about all the things we wish we could change yeah. about the industry, but yeah. <laughs> anything in particular? I guess, yeah, my, my general sense would be, um, you know, a, you know, the AR and all the technology and stuff, that's cool and that's going to happen regardless of how much we meddle with it or not. But the thing that I guess I would just hope to continue to see in the industry, which I think the advertising and marketing and creative world already does a tremendous job with it, but just to be um, continuing to create as much diversity um, between people as we can in the field, because that will ultimately allow us to connect to more people, to be able to tell deeper and truer stories in any kind of form of advertising or marketing that we're doing. And I think that I'm seeing at least a lot with the companies and brands that I enjoy and I follow that, you know, even our quote that's coming from the CEO of uh, Glossier, like that is not an advertising or marketing company. They are a, you know, makeup e-commerce, you know, kind of consumer buying company. But if you look at everything they do, they are, and you know, basically their own, um, you know, marketing agency or advertising agency from everything that they do, from the conferences that they attend to the blogs that they run to the people they partnership with. And I think that we'll s continue to see more and more um, startups of that kind almost draw 
draw themselves deeper and deeper into our into the marketing and the advertising industry just to continue to tell their business story and their brand story. And I just I think it's really awesome that people are able to kind of jump in to the industry, even if they are a beauty, you know, or if they are a food, um, you know, even if that's like their sector that they're in just because um, advertising is really, really expansive. And because of all the technology and digital stuff we have, we're able to um, kind of jump in and out of it kind of anywhere. Um, and I think it just creates for even better stories to be told and shared. So yeah, just kind of continuing in that direction. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go from the other side of the spectrum here mm-hmm. and, and, and move away from the feel good, uh, mm-hmm. idea of this. I think I, I, I'd like to see a, almost a, a regression, so to speak, or an implosion even of the way that we do advertising, especially in the digital space. Um, I do a lot of I do a lot of reading and research on just like customer sentiment when it comes to digital advertising and across the board, it's just like, if I, if I, if I could have more ways to block ads, I would, right? There's a lot of detritus out there. There's a lot of just like trash, so to speak, that in, 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 in digital form that either doesn't help you or doesn't give you any pertinent or relevant information regarding a product or a service that you may or may not be interested in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would kind of like to see agencies and, and more so brands, brands kind of move or shift away from the digital, uh, just slightly from the digital kind of approach to advertising. And speaking back to your point, Frankie, putting more emphasis on on standalone billboards, like mm-hmm. putting more emphasis on those real-time, in-person kind of uh, interactions between consumers and the brands that they are, they're interested in. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great point. I mean, how many of us have ad block on YouTube and stuff like that? That, that I'm not at liberty to say. I mean, they're live, but I'm just saying <laughs> a lot of people do have that type of thing. So I think right. it's because digital advertising, people don't feel the need to be creative. Right. Um, and that's a shame because advertising can be really cool and really make an impact on somebody. Absolutely. But you have to put the effort into it. Right. And I... I to your credit, that's a really good point that I don't think that a lot of digital advertisers do put that effort. Into like maybe maybe reducing the number of the of, of avenues in which you can kind of like advertise something to someone and kind of bring bring that shit bring shift that focus back inward mm-hmm. and make some some actual like creative stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff that actually has an impact beyond a twenty four hour you know time period. Yeah. Um, so that's something I really kind of like to see moving forward in the next few years but i don't know i think there's still going to be a, there's a there's a lot of like i guess there's a lot of interest in uh, digital applications of things and you know ar and vr and all the other acronyms um so i mean that's just kind of that's kind of what the wave is right now which i totally i totally understand um but hopefully one day it'll as as with you know the fact that corduroy pants are coming back hopefully oh. it's all cyclical <laughs> You know, and it all, it all, you know, it's a it, time is a flat circle <laughs> and um, it comes, it goes back around to the idea of like something tangible and, you know, magazines and, and, and newspapers and, 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 and billboards and really cool, just like thought provoking material that actually looks like somebody spent more than 20 minutes working on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like how you said it was cyclical. Mm-hmm. There's this comedian, Chris D'Elia, he has a podcast oh, yeah. and he said, being cool is a circle because you're like you're cool and mm-hmm. then you come all the way back around and you're so uncool that you're right next to being cool right yeah That's everything just yeah. kind of flows like 
back together, back around. Yeah. So I'm 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 hopeful that that's what we'll 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 see that again. Hopefully in my lifetime, where it goes back to the idea of mm-hmm. like, you know, focusing on things, fo- focusing on tangible like things that really kind of impact the way that we think about certain brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of kind of wrap things up, I wanted to kind of ask everybody on the, the panel, it's essentially a panel, um, what is just, what is one thing you kind of wish you knew before taking your first internship? I would say that when you're in an internship, it's not unholy to say that you don't want to do something or that Mm. you can't do something Mm. um like it can be the most trivial thing that you can get asked to do and you might just be uncomfortable doing it and it's not off the wall to say like i'm uncomfortable doing that or i don't feel comfortable like i don't think that i am the person that should be doing that right it's not going to make anybody look down on you if you if you mess up then that's more likely to get looked down on than to just say maybe can you give me more direction before you give me this right. or maybe I should have a little bit more time here before I work on something like this. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a gem. Y'all, y'all write that down. <laughs> that is a gem from Frankie, our social media intern. Um, what about you guys? Um, I think just not being afraid to ask questions, you know, internships are supposed to be an educational experience. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be afraid to ask and, and to get some help here and there. Obviously, you want to figure out some things on your own so you're not just pestering people 24-7. Right. But it's good to ask questions if you're genuinely stuck. Yeah. For sure. For me, half the internship is the educational side and mm-hmm. half the internship is the people that you meet. Okay. Like, I wish someone had been told me ahead of time, be like, make sure you make friends with the other interns. Ah, make sure that mm-hmm. you talk to as many people in the office as you can. Get every perspective that you can before you leave. Because these are all people with so much more experience than you. Right. And you're going to learn something from everybody. Right. And the people that you meet may become acquaintances or business partners or whatever down the road. Mm-hmm. And you have that opportunity to make them. And that's important. For sure. Kelsey, what about you? I feel like I've been asked this question every time we do an intern episode. But it, you never I know. Never, it, might, it might change. I just don't have a solid i just don't have a solid answer though because i'm gonna get an answer out of you one time i'm gonna keep uh, asking this question i'm like trying to think i just i feel like i came in kind of with i don't know like with just a really open mind to the whole experience and i just like kind of figured things out along the way i don't think that there is I, i don't know i guess i don't think that i really liked what you just said about um trying your like to take the biggest effort into making friends and acquaintances with people in and around the agency. I think that that's awesome. I don't think that I thought about that. I think just based on my personality, that kind of came natural. But I think that that's a really great piece of advice because when you think about an internship, you Mm -hmm. think solely about the credit that you're going to get for school to learn about whatever skill it is that you need to. But, um, you know, learning and talking to the people that you're sitting next to is one, a great way for you to bounce your ideas off of them. And if you do that enough, they'll ultimately end up doing that to you. And, um, so I really like, I really like that. I've never heard anyone talk about, um, like the people or the friendships that you might make mm-hmm. during an internship. So I definitely like that, but uh, I don't really have a great answer, guys. No, it's fine. One um, day, just just, just, yeah, think, I just think back I just to think your I, first internship. We'll, we'll talk I'm about just, it next semester, I, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I feel like the, we have asked this question before, and I've answered it a few times, but it changes for me every time, especially when I hear other people's um, – kind of takes on what their their first internships was what were like 
And I, I really, I to, 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 to speak to your point, Kelsey, I really wish I hadn't gone into my first internship thinking that it was just a, a credit, you know, some, some credits that I had to, to earn in order to get my degree. Um, it's cause it, it, I, I think I kind of went in with blinders on and had this like very, very like laser focus on getting in, getting the job done, whatever task was assigned to me. So I can just get that one, that piece of paper signed and, you know, get my credit hours for the semester. And so it kind of, it caused me to miss out on a lot of really, you know, cool, like potentially cool, uh, relationships with both fellow interns as well as the people that I was working under. Um, and you know, even like C-level people that were, who were you know, were, that were at newspapers and agencies that I, that I interned at. Um, so yeah, I think that would, that would definitely be something that I would recommend to, to also speak to Val, Valen's point is just like kind of move yourself outside of the task at hand and, and, and really kind of branch out and see what people are doing, even if it's not in the de- department that you originally, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like applied for, like, that's the only way you can really learn how, you know, hashtag agency life works mm-hmm. so yeah i'll go I'll, I'll definitely just end my statement off of what you just said i think that this is something that i knew going into the internship based on people that i had talked to or people that i looked up to but my biggest advice to anyone seeking an internship whether it's in industry or outside of the ad industry or that are currently in one is literally go after anything that you're interested in because you know if you're at an agency like evoke or you know, hopefully whoever you're working for values your, your education. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll definitely take you up on being able to learn that. And maybe it'll be only 25%. Maybe it'll be just an introduction. Um, but even then, like that's a 25% more that you knew about something or are getting involved in something that you didn't. So that, I guess that would be like the biggest thing that I would get to tell people is just because you're working in social doesn't mean you can't ask to be on the podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We've had our fair share of interns on the podcast. Um, so I think that's going to wrap up this, uh, this episode. Thank you guys for uh, sitting in with us and giving everybody out there your amazing insights on what it's like to be an intern, especially an intern at Evoke Advertising. Um, I also <laughs> want to thank you, Kelsey, for uh, calling in. Uh, how's everything on, uh, on the West Coast right now? It's good. It's like real fall. Oh, whatever, dude. Whatever. It's still like 90 (laughs) degrees over here. It's the worst. I hate it. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And also, if you're interested in an internship, drop us a line at info, I-N-F-O, at evokead.com. Um, and just be sure to follow us on all on, on all of our uh, social media accounts to kind of keep up with our uh, contributions to the advertising world. Um, and for today's quote, uh, this comes from a true queen, uh, Emily Weiss. Mm-hmm. And she said, the ideal intern is committed, creative, organized, ambitious, independent and able to crack a smile, whether meeting a celebrity or folding socks. And with that said, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.